All right, we are back. We are without Parker today. Parker is uh, talking to T. Rowe's uh, journalism class today, so he was in earlier with Plank. Josh Helmer is in with us today, and we're talking a lot of Bedlam. By the way, hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generator. They are family-owned and operated. The uh, customer service reviews, they are unbelievable. They're Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. Tremendous experience on the uh, service and sales staff, and they are currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com or call 405-321-6631. What what would be your... T row class advice. Don't do it. <laughs> Run don't, while you can. Get out of here. Don't you do it. Don't do it. No, uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Work hard, persevere. Be a, uh, be a good teammate. You know, yeah, absolutely. And uh, do your best every day. And don't just show up and turn on a microphone if you're doing radio, although I know people who do that. <laughs> Quite a few. Did you show up last minute? Just turn the mic on. Did we do any prep work today? No. Oh, what? They had a press conference yesterday? Yeah. Um, but, and uh, don't expect everybody else to do things for you. Those are the people that drive me crazy in this business. When they have everybody who does everything else for them. Do it yourself. Learn it yourself. No, it's uh, it's fun. Like I said, I mean, I haven't become independently wealthy. Shay and I are very comfortable. We're blessed. Uh, but... You know, I get to talk sports and, you know. You've made a career out of have this. Have a good time every day. So it could be a lot worse. I would, if if I keeled over tomorrow, I would say, thank you very much. I've had a blessed life. So, but, you know, you have to persevere in this business too. And, and be ready for some some challenges, obviously, too. I've been, I've been extremely lucky. I came out, my dad, I remember telling me, you know, Hey, if you want to get into sports, go out, you know, don't wait, just go out and volunteer. So I came out here when it was KNOR and just said, This you know, building? Yes. Yeah, that's said, hey, crazy. Put me to work, whatever you need. So I would go around and get like the high school volleyball interviews and track and field and sometimes football interviews and all of that stuff. And then by my third, was it third year here? Became the sports director here. Man, you the rocket ship, baby. While I was in college. Now, again, but I did a lot of stuff. You know, I ran around people, you know, my fraternity brothers. You going to the party this weekend? No, can't do it. Um, so, that, you know. That's how the successful ones go. They they have that part figured out early. Took me a little longer still, Well, man. I knew I couldn't do anything else, so it was either this or, a, you know, this or a dumpster fire. So, <laughs> that was pretty much it. Now, but I've been very, very extremely lucky. And, uh Knew some good people who helped me along the way, you know, that have helped a lot. So I've been very blessed. That's what I would tell them. Okay, uh, Brent Venables, you know, since the Texas game, the Sooners had the uh, the bye week. UCF, and UCF is not very good, you know, but you look back at UCF and John Rice Plumley, I thought played pretty solid football against Oklahoma. Got a good running back, got a good receiver. Then they got beat at home by West Virginia. Plumley had, you know, it was Pick City, USA. So, again, the Sooners just pulled that one out, went 31-29. Give them credit. They, again, they made a play. I think when your defense stuffs that offense four times in a row and look like the 85 Bears in the process right off the bat and your offense gives you seven points, rewards you with seven points out of that because of kicking disasters and offensive uh, issues, you know, that game should have been over right off the bat. The, right uh, off the bat. And, let, and they let – 
UCF stay in the game. Woody had a bus. They had some other problems. And all of a sudden, you're fighting for your life. And then last week, Sooners didn't play well enough to win. Didn't uh, They weren't aggressive enough. Uh, we've talked a lot about that. But uh, you, let, you let that one get away. And as badly as you played, you should have won the game. But you didn't win the game. So the question was posed to Brent Venables yesterday. I think it was John Hoover. Uh, people are saying, well, you know, they read their pre- – does anybody read press clippings anymore? Did anybody ever read press clippings? Like, Mom, you got my press clippings. Hold on, i got to check my mentions. Bring me the transcript in the, uh, in the Oklahoma – wait, they're – what? Oh, okay. Now they – you know, maybe they got on their phone too much. Instagram, Twitter. There, there are no press clippings anymore. Press clippings are gone, all right? That was an older reference used by an old. But Brent was asked about, you know, did the Sooners uh, – have they just been struggling with a post-Texas hangover? I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't look at it like that. I just look at what we need to do better, uh, what we did well, uh, what we need to do well this week. Um, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. And uh, when we win, we celebrate, you know. Maybe they don't get as many clicks or likes or whatever uh, as it does when you, you play uh, Texas. But, uh, you know, we put a lot of work into uh, a course of a week and certainly in going into the season. And uh, so when you have some, some success, you want to celebrate it. And uh, and then you want to move on, you know, and that's what a, a good, mature team can do. Uh, again, I really believe, again, you're uh, – uh, a couple of conversions away, um, one player away from stopping a sprint draw, and you get a three or four score win against uh, UCF. It didn't happen, uh, but I, that's my perspective. It's not, oh, well, we took them for granted. Well, what happened the first four drives on defense with one of the best offenses in college football? Was there not a Texas hangover those first four drives? I'm just asking. like, And I really, that's how I look at it. And then, all right, what happened? Well, it was one guy. All right, then they go down and they we get them on the goal line and we knock their ass back for you know three straight plays. Did we? Did we? Weren't we still celebrating Texas win those first three plays, and then we stop on the last one? But what happened? We had a personal foul, a guy celebrating a little excessively. So I don't know. I don't. It didn't. I don't. I don't make it like that. I don't. I don't look at it that way. No, I got great respect for Kansas and what they've done. I think their body of work uh, has been has been really good and uh you know we 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 jacked around and didn't do the things that you got to do uh to win a game and uh still had uh opportunities to win the game all the way to the last play and uh we didn't you learned a tough lesson um and uh but i don't i don't look at having anything to do with uh, texas i know that's a popular thing i'm sure uh because of um all the attention that um you know that game had and but uh uh we've moved on from from that game there you go so uh brent says yeah i don't know but probably not that's what i heard there i'm gonna guess that brent venables will not be taking photos with uh players in the future after the texas game with t-shirts and on and on and on but did you think that was a bad look, or do you think no, it just I set him a, up for – this, right, to where everybody's – is there a hangover? Did you guys yeah. spend too much right. time yeah, celebrating? Yeah, yeah. It just – it sets him up for this. It's it, a perception it, thing, right? right? And I don't subscribe to it. I don't either. But 
it opens him up. I'm just going to guess that, you know, now having gone through this, maybe going forward, if Stutzman or whoever the next player is, is like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just that kind of coach. And I think to some degree you can make an argument it's better to be that coach, right, from a recruiting standpoint. You want to be somewhere – you want to make it a fun environment in addition yeah. to it's just yeah, football. I mean, you, the kids these days are a lot different, man. And uh, here's the old man yelling at the cloud again. But you know the olds had a problem with that. All right, can you believe Brent's taking a picture right there, man? It just opens up the – gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And, again, uh, I think it's more about – do you think, and and we talked about this a little bit last year, and then Teddy, you know, had said, well, when I had said, is their defense too complicated for these guys too early? He said, man, they're playing a lot of basic stuff, and they're still messing that up. So, and, and that was last year. But do you think, again, sometimes with uh, a lot of the different looks that Brent puts out there that these guys are, you know, just confused sometimes, you know? Particularly, they didn't have Danny Stutzman out there as their defensive quarterback, you know, for a lot of that game Saturday. I, I look at the final play, the fourth down, and you just didn't get home no. up front. No, you didn't. I mean, Kanai Walker is there defensively, but he can't, as Brent has talked about, can't maintain leverage long enough, right? I mean, he's with him, he's with him, he's with him, and it's one too many seconds back there for being in company. So I look at it more as that in a lot of instances for Oklahoma. I don't know that it's, you know, the wrong place. I just – I don't think that they played well enough. But maybe maybe it's it's probably a combination, right? I mean – It always is, right? It, it's it, hard for me to sit there and say, okay, Danny Stutzman didn't play. Clearly that wasn't a big-time factor. I'm sure it was. Right. All right, let's get uh, – we've got a few more minutes left in the segment. Let's get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We've got so much. Uh, hey, if Gundy can turn that team around after their start, don't think that Oklahoma can't after a couple of bad, bad weeks. We taught Mike how to play football. Boomer. That's from uh, I mean, Arizona look, Brooks. Hey, Arizona Brooks, the Sooners, you know, maybe they'll break out of it this week. I, I think they'll be uh, – I think they'll play a lot better. I think they'll play a lot more aggressively. Should be a fun football game, but surely – I mean, if they come out and bumble and stumble around in this game, then you're starting to think, oh, man. Because uh, the last two looked a lot like last year, right? Unfortunately, yeah. yes. But at least they won one of the two. They would have lost UCF a year ago, too. Would have given up the two-point yeah, conversion. Somehow, some way. Bobber Sooner. I just watched highlights of Oklahoma State's uh, running back, Ollie Gordon. He's going to run through our defense. He just went to uh, General Patton. He said, they'll go through us like crap through a goose. <laughs> so... Uh, what do you think? I mean, this is this is a chance for Oklahoma's defense to really make a statement that, okay. I mean, they had been stopping the run game for the most part, right? Now, Kansas, a couple good backs, though. Both those backs were pretty good players, but the tackling was just absolutely abysmal, I thought, in that game. But, you know, Devin Neal and uh, the kid from Moore, Highshaw. Daniel, Daniel Highshaw, are both good backs. Are and they better than anybody OU has? Hmm. Devin Neal's really good. Devin Neal, I would say probably. Highshaw's a good back, but I don't know. It's so many, so much of it, you know, is 
to me, also a part of the inconsistency inconsistency of the offensive line. But there's no doubt Highshaw would get some carries in the OU backfield. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that KU staff. I think they're about to start getting picked apart by big programs. Mm-hmm. Nicky's doing an incredible job as the OC. A lot of people think uh, Michigan State maybe. I think it would be a great hire for them. And if he could bring uh, – and maybe that means the quarterback's coach is now the OC at Kansas. I'd try to bring him with me if I was Nicky, But, yeah, it's uh, – that's a good group. All right, let's take a break. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Thanks again to Oklahoma Generator. Check them out at okgen.com or call them at 405-321-6631. They sponsor our second hour here on Steel Man and Thune. It's, it's getting that time of the year, man. We're going to have a power outage at some point, right? You don't want it to be four or five days because you'll look like Jack Nicholson when he went through that maze in The Shining. <laughs> That's not a good way to be. That's not a good way. You don't want to freeze to death. Get yourself a great generator, okgen.com, 405-321-6631 for Oklahoma Generator. We'll be right back here on The Ref. Welcome back. Great having you with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is on fire. If you're an old like myself, really, when it comes to uh, lens replacement, in your 40s is when you need to start thinking about it. So if you're thinking about improving your vision and maybe you got the old person's glasses, let me introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we simply call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which Many times will leave patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after surgery. You don't want the old person's glasses after your surgery. The best part of the whole deal with lens replacement, never, never will you require a cataract surgery. And that's a great deal. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, it is a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. You want a little levity here? Should we get to something? Lane Kiffin is able to troll people. How is Lane Kiffin able to troll people so much? Because he wins enough that he can troll people, right? Yeah, he's he's winning enough to where it's it's not like a total sideshow. Just imagine that Brent Venables is at the podium and he said this. You know, think of Brent Venables' voice, which I love it because he's taking a, he's gigging the Aggies and Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Uh, because Jimbo Fisher did say, well, first steps, you know, well, Tyler's got the impression, um, you know, but is is to get bowl eligible. So Lane Kiffin taking a shot at the A&M roster and at that comment that Jimbo made when he said this at the old Miss Presser the other day. Well, I think that's kind of neat uh, three straight years to be in the top 10, but it doesn't matter to me except for what do you finish. So it's good that it brings attention to the program and, um, to be able to do that, um, especially as you're going against a program that normally you would think would be the team in the top 10 three years in a row with their roster. You know, we try to, you know, achieve our goals and not let others achieve their goals. Um, I read where Jimbo said their goal is to be bowl eligible. So if we can get in the way of that, that would be good um, for us too. There you go. <laughs> can you imagine Brent saying that? Has Brent taken any shots? Have there been some thinly veiled shots at Muleshoe? By the way, we asked Jimbo Fisher for a response real quick. Let's see what he says. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide, and our program has nothing to hide. be interesting if everybody could say that. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, they're still searching for uh, bowl eligibility, too. Oh, my gosh. A&M, 
Good for Lane, man. What happened to the yell practice uh, videos that were circulating a couple I mean, weeks ago? They they've been banned. They, 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 they banned? eventually come back like once every couple years. Banned due to due to uh, cringe. I told you that I've been to a midnight yell practice. Yes. Yes, you have. I dated a girl from A&M a long time ago. It wasn't even in the 2000s yet. But what was her selling point to you on we're you going get, to well, midnight yell? Looks. <laughs> well, right. I, yeah. I I understand that. I mean, that's it, pretty what, much. What was I guess what I was asking is what was her uh, pregame talk to? You? What was the pep talk like? Okay, here's what we're doing. This is what it's going to be like. Do you remember? What I she mean, said? I thought, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I'll check it out. And you had no idea what that you were was in for? before I became an olds, and I could stay up past midnight. You know, now midnight has no shot ever. But it was it was an interesting experience, and it was right. It was at Owen Field. Oh, they did it here? Yes. That would have been the uh, John Blake team, right? I think it was – what year would that have been? But, yeah, it was it was at Owen Field. Now, is that something A&M normally does every week on I the guess, road? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I remember thinking it, it was very – you felt like you were in a cult, so to speak, but it, it was very different. Very different. Interesting. I would put the uh, the squeeze on that. No thanks. Not doing that in my football stadium. The chokehold on it. Maybe I, I guess they have an arrangement where they can do that. But it was, yeah, it was at Owen Field, Aggie Midnight Yale practice. Interesting. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Somebody wanted to know what would Uncle's advice be to the, uh, the young journalists today. Oh, geez, who knows? Kick ass. If they're not going to give you an answer, you know, Punch it out of them or something like that. He usually resorts to violence. Cherokee Sooner. Was that Jimbo? It sounded like Tyler McComas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimbo already having to fend off uh, LSU with them uh, coming in for their recruits. Jimbo, um, what happens? I'm going to look at uh, A&M's schedule down the stretch here. That buyout is still – it's enormous. But, you know – when you recruit as well as he has, uh, rest of the schedule for A&M, they're 5-3. and three. They had a nice – South Carolina has been a major disappointment. But at Ole Miss, L, Mississippi State at home, victory. That gets you to 6-4. and four. Then you have uh, Abilene Christian in the uh, late in the season, lightweight matchup for SEC teams. So that's 7-4. and four. And then you play LSU – uh, in Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium, that probably would be an L, and you then you're s- seven and five. That's perfect A and M season, yeah. right on pace. Seven and five. You just these contracts that these coaches get. I understand that probably you're not luring Jimbo or whoever way. And remember, Jimbo's stock was pretty high at one point in time, national championship winning coach, on and on and on. But the years that they attach to these deals, it's like you can't get out from under the contract if it's a bad one from you. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it seems like a lot of the you know bigger programs, and A&M's not a blue blood, but they're a big program with a ton of money. Yeah, and they're going to spend. Um, and they are going to spend, there's no doubt about it. But, man, yeah, yeah, there's some of these. But we always think, man, there's no way they can buy this guy out, and then they buy the guy out somehow. Uh-huh. Because I guess they maybe negotiated down or whatever, but – We'll see. So if A&M goes 7-5, is Jimbo back? I, 
again, I, I think I'm hung up on the, I don't know how they're going to buy him out. So, mm. yes. I don't think that they want him to be back if it's 7-5. and five, But, again, are you going to pony up and find $80 million? I, maybe. Yeah. By the way, um, Muleshoe, Las Vegas Raiders for Chris Plank, new head coach. What do you think? Well, I, as a Chiefs fan, I'm all for it. Uh, but I, I do – I am sympathetic to Plank. I, I don't want to put him through that type of torture. So, I guess people are talking about Harbaugh because of the situation. This Connor Stallion deal is just crazy. By the way, uh, pull up the Jim McElwain clip because, again, how crazy – I mean, they're still trying to figure out if this guy – I mean, Central Michigan hasn't said, no, that's like Bill Johnson. He's our, uh, you know, he's our graduate assistant or anything. It's him, isn't it? it, it yeah, it looks like him. I mean, and here's Jim McElwain coming into a press conference last night, you know, afterwards where the uh, the Chippewas, they're not thinking, you know, okay, are we, what's going on here? Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden – Hey, it looks like you had Connor Stallion on your uh, sidelines, right? And uh, Central Michigan, at least they were coming off a win over Northern Illinois, but he had to open up the press conference saying this. Now, before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy, you know, or <laughs> people right. are doing everything they can to get to the bottom of it. Uh, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. Uh, I certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, and, again, uh, you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. There you go. Apparently there is, that's, but that sign Staler guy. <laughs> that's great. That will take on a life of its own, by the way. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh why don't we take a break right here? We'll stay on schedule. I'm big on staying on schedule. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Hit us up on the Knipple Minor Chevrolet text line. How you feeling right now, Sooner fans? You are three days out from Bedlam. You feel good? What's your concern level? Let us know. Keep those texts rolling in. We've got a lot of them to get to still, but we can get to yours hopefully. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back. It's one of the best songs of the 90s right there. I still love that song. Agreed. The so Wallflowers. Good. Yes, sir. All right, 405. Did you ever drive it home with one headlight ever? Uh, I don't know that I have. I don't think I have either, but I'm not sure. I've, I've, <laughs> right. There were wilder days at one time, a long time ago. A long time ago. I'm talking really long ago. Like, you know, senior year of high school, maybe a little bit uh, into my first year in college. It would be dishonest to say I haven't made a, a bad decision or two. Oh, there were bad decisions made. Then I finally thought, dude, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Now, I'm not tired. I've never done any drugs like that or anything, but there were some uh, alcohol decisions that were pretty stupid back yeah. in the day. So, anyway. Don't make them, people. Be better. That's right. And never get behind the wheel. We have Mr. Sports on the phone line. How about that? Mr. Sports, how are you? Still, man, 
man. How are you? Is the Funky Bunch still out there? Yeah, they're still hanging around. Uh, we're still a little bit active. Uh, I was telling Josh while I go off, off the air that I've known you, what, Steely, probably 30, maybe over 30 years. Yeah, going and, back uh, to uh, probably the, the early the 90s. Lincoln, yeah. The old Lincoln Boulevard station. That's a long was, time ago. Yeah, I was telling him, I said, you know, we used to, we used to go around to the remotes and just get headsets, get on the air with y'all and, and out at the station and everything. It, it's A lot of stuff has changed. You it's are been. a legendary listener, my friend, no doubt. Yeah, well, you got a rock star sitting across the glass from you today, though. You know that, right? Josh is really good. One of the first things I said uh, when I got here is I, I didn't know Josh, but I knew of his brother. But one of the first things I discovered, man, this guy's good. He's, like, really good. Dude, he's classic, Not that man. I thought they'd have some guy on the air. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's really good. Yeah, and yeah. And he works hard, well, too, uh, which is cool. Let me ask you still, man, uh, so what did you think about the number nine for the first committee poll? You know, I don't get too worked up about that stuff. Don't lose to Kansas. I understand Texas is ahead of Oklahoma. Um, you know, if you're Oklahoma – just don't think about it. Just try and win out. Get your get your exactly. act together again. Um, I've never been much to freak out about. You know, I, I'm not saying maybe I didn't. You know, back in the BCS era or whatever. But you finally, you know, like, you know what? Nobody. Just go out and win. Still, man, there's been nobody on that committee, in my opinion, hardly that's known anything about football since Joe C left it. You know, I mean, Condoleezza Rice. Come on, Steely. Hey, she she's a mem- she's a member at Augusta. She can do whatever she wants. But yeah, <laughs> well, you, you know, know, she probably had watched a football game though since she was at Yale or Harvard or somewhere wherever she went. But she might not have watched anyway, him then. He she is a yeah. huge NFL fan though. I will tell you, Condoleezza <laughs> Rice. She is. So. But I'm but I'm like you, Steely. Just just don't worry about it. Win out. It'll take care of itself. You know, we either get in or we don't get in. I mean, if you went out and you faced Texas in the championship game, you beat them again, then probably you're going. You got a good, really good shot. But, you that's know, right. here's, another, right. here's another thing. Don't lose to Kansas, you know? Sure. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I said it. I sat down there at uh, Owen Field in 1973 and uh, watched, uh, what was that guy's name, Stoudemire or something or whatever that went on to play for the Rams that just ran all over. Nolan, Nolan Cromwell. Yeah, Cromwell. That was it. Yeah, I could remember. I knew he was a good NFL player. But uh, anyway, okay, Steel Man, you take care. I'll talk to you later. Mr. Sports, great hearing from you, my friend. You as well. Uh, Mr. Sports, yeah, he's been a listener for a long, long time. Really, really, really good dude. Uh, so you had Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5. Please beat Muleshoe. Because we could roll right into Bedlam, right into a Muleshoe loss. Am I that petty? Yes. The mule shoe, the mule shoe double dip, you get a big sooner win and a mule shoe loss. That's the greatest feeling right now there is in college football. Sun's a little brighter. Air's a little cleaner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything's looking up. My wife now, she loves seeing it. What time does Lincoln Riley play? <laughs> That's you, know, you know, she wants to know. She wants to celebrate. That's a team player Shea right there. has never been, like, super petty like me, but she enjoys seeing that happen as well, a USC loss. So, again, you had uh, Oregon 6, Texas 7, Bama 8, OU 9. Ole Miss was number 10. Uh, Kansas 21, OSU 22, K-State 23. One-loss teams, there are eight of them, Oregon, Texas, Bama, OU 
Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, and Louisville. Freaking Missouri. That's kind of uh, the the KU Oklahoma State K State thing's kind of weird, isn't it? It's I I don't know how you would sort that mm-hmm. out, and ultimately it just doesn't even matter because guess what? O- Oklahoma State's going to play OU, and everybody's going to play everybody else, and it'll sort itself out. But how do you justify having KU it's in moving, front of a- It's moving weekend in the Big Twelve this weekend with uh, K State in Austin, yeah, and the Sooners in Stillwater. I mean, it's huge. How do you justify having KU in front of Oklahoma State? But Oklahoma State, I get it in front of K-State. You can't. But. I mean, you can't. You can't, and you just you, you can't do it. And people are like, all right, well, the Sooners beat Texas, Texas beat Alabama, and they got both teams. You can't really justify it, but, you know, I guess clearly they're going on body of work. And, again, oh, you lost to Kansas, and you heard what the committee chair said. They also had a scare with UCF. And, and you know – I don't think Oklahoma fans are, well, hey, why are we number nine today? Yeah, yeah. You kind of lost the right to be upset yeah. about this poll. They're thinking based about, on man, last please week. don't lose Bedlam. Indeed. That's what they're thinking about, right? And, and it'll take care of itself. If, if you win, it'll take care of itself. So, uh, so anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, By the way, uh, Pelicans and the Thunder tonight. If you're a Thunder fan, you probably already know this, but just in case you're kind of a casual fan. By the way, can we get the Bally Sports app to work? That is like the worst (laughs) app of all time. I mean, I understand the, the Thunder probably has a contract with them. Obviously, they do. But it's an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment. I feel like for there's only one other company that's worse, and it rhyme, well, I shouldn't say rhymes with Fox, but anyway, the it's just a total embarrassment. I mean, you you can't half the time the thing doesn't work, and people are paying twenty bucks a month now to watch that because at least half the people out there have, and you know, it took us a while to finally cut the cord. We did cut the cord, and now we're YouTube TV and everything else. But you got to rely. Well, the Thunder, you're like thinking, oh, man, I forgot about the Thunder. Jeez. Okay. Uh, here we go. Bally Sports Oklahoma's got a pay deal, 20 bucks a month. It's, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. That's, you know, if that happened, like if, let's say Norman High School had that. They do. They have KREF Sports TV. Has it ever not worked? <clears throat> no. Maybe it lagged once or something or a few times. But absolutely not being able to carry a game doesn't happen at KREF Sports TV, and we're talking about high school. This is an NBA franchise. Embarrassing. If I'm Sam Presti, maybe I'm on the phone with these guys. You freaking minor league, instructional league pieces of you know what. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It feels like we've been talking about broadcasting problems for them for a couple of years now, too. I mean, how many times have they just not been able to air the game, show the game? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I feel for fans. That's and and for us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. want to watch the games so we can talk about it. But for fans, I had to watch, you know how I had to track the game the other night is just ESPN watching the play by play go by. Oh, that's that's while a tough we're watching uh, the blacklist like season eight. Well, I guess we're not watching the Thunder. Yeah, you know? oh, they just got a layup. So oh, just missed one. I mean that is, seriously, that is an absolute embarrassment. And I'm not blaming the Thunder, but I, I don't know what they can do. But It's got to be I'm something on, in their contract. I'm, I'm on the horn every day, and I am ripping them. And it's just ridiculous. Eventually, I think there's got to be something in the language that's like, yeah, we're going to rip this up, you know? Yeah. Here's the deal. You know what they'll probably do? I, I don't think they'll reduce your monthly charge. 
because greedy bastards never do that. Yeah, don't expect right? uh, don't expect don't uh, expect the, don't expect the greedy bastards to feel sorry for you. Well, we just had to. You're still paying the same amount. It's in the fine print. You know, you're not going to get a rebate from a GB company. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. All right, 405-651-3439. That's my rant. That just made me so angry. By the way, Pelicans Thunder tonight, It's at least it's on ESPN, 630 on ESPN. Um, Pelicans, again, they were the top seed in the West for a long part of last season. Zion got hurt. Remember the uh, Thunder beat uh, the Pelicans in the play-in game, then they lost to Minnesota. Be an interesting matchup tonight. By the way, real quick, Chet versus Wimby, and Wimby had a big follow-up basket last night. How about the Suns collapse? Kevin Durant. Block out a guy, had the ball taken from him, and uh, the Spurs winning uh, over the Suns last night in the last 12 seconds. Chet Holmgren averaging 15 points, six rebounds, two assists, three blocks. Wimby averaging 16 points, seven and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, and two blocks. So Chet wins two categories. Wimby one point better. Wimby one and a half rebounds better. Chet a half assist better. Uh, Chet has is averaging one more block than Wembenyama. But here's where it gets interesting. Chet, 61% from the field and 62.5% from three for Chet Holmgren. Wemby, 46% from the field and 26% from three for Victor Wembenyama so far. Advantage Chet. Would I take Wemby over Chet? Yes. <laughs> but do I like Chet a lot? Absolutely. He's been phenomenal. Going to be Absolutely fun to watch great. those two guys get better and better and better. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, stay with us. we got one more award-winning, probably, maybe not, segment to go next year on The Ref. All right, uh, by the way, get out to Riverwind Casino and play with your wild card all the time, as much as you can. But here's a great deal for you. The final championship countdown runs through November 9th. You need to go out and play on specific gaming machines, the Awesome Games Machines. That's a company. There is signage around all of those games. They have the Final Championship Countdown logo on those games, so they're specifically designated there for you. And if you have problems finding them on the uh, new incredible gaming floor out at Riverwind Casino, ask somebody. They're going to let you know. But... The top five patrons who earn the most points in those select awesome games gaming machines are going to win a trip to the Big 12 championship game in Arlington. Obviously, you get airfare, you get a hotel stay, you get ground transportation, and the folks at Riverwind are also going to give you $500 in cash. So we're not talking about one of these. We're talking about five patrons winning this great prize package. So get out and play on the Awesome Games gaming machines and participate in the final championship countdown. Rack up as many points as you can. And if you're in the top five, you're going to the Big 12 championship game with everything taken care of and $500 in cash. Hey, do you want to play this Dalton Let's Cooper do that. clip uh, real quick? This was uh, Oklahoma State senior O-lineman Dalton Cooper from Prague talking about uh, the difference between OU fans and OSU fans. But I'd also say that uh, all the OU fans that are there, maybe about 95% of them didn't go to college at OU. But 100% of the OSU fans that are in my town, all of them went to OSU. So we have a little, we're a little bit more loyal and true at our fan base here. But, you know, they're just a bunch of bandwagoners for sure. There you go. Now, some of that is correct, but here's the deal. That is not like some major dig because you know what bandwagon people do? They pick a winner. 
So the OU football team really got nationally famous. I mean, you can go back to Benny Owen and all this stuff, yes. But when Bud Wilkinson arrived, they started winning national championships in the 50s, 50, 55, 56. A little bit before that, they really, you know, Oklahoma became a blue blood program. So people gravitate towards a winner. And that's why if you are unattached to either school, guess why you were picking OU? They were winning big. So that's what happens. Because you hear this all the time, and, yeah, I get that. And, you know, he's probably right. I don't know if it's 95%. That number may be a little bit high. But, again, people gravitate towards a winner. He sounds like he's been hanging out at the Oklahoma State uh, tailgate parties. That's that's straight out of the playbook of, hey, turn in your letter jacket if you transfer from Oklahoma State to OU. Uh, have you seen our wrestling national championships? Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you look at the Bedlam Cup series record? I mean, it's like one, two, three. Both fan bases had their go-tos, right? You know, if Oklahoma loses, it'll be the series record. It's not a rivalry. Right. You know, here's the deal. If a loss stings, it's still a rivalry. I'm just saying, you can say it's not a competitive rivalry. Agreed. But it's still a rivalry because my dad, I turned this into an uncle bit, my dad was a rational, great, one of the greatest men I know. Greatest man I know for sure. But when it came to Oklahoma football, he could occasionally get irrational. Now, he had a very dry sense of humor. During the Gulf War, after the first OSU loss to Les Miles, he said, I'd rather lose to Iraq than Oklahoma State. Now, that was meant as a little bit of a joke, but there was probably a little bit of seriousness in that, too. So that's a rival, Mm -hmm. you know? So you can say it's not a competitive rivalry, but, you know, if if a loss really stings, it's probably a rivalry. There's some hatred involved, no doubt. Yeah, that's it. And, look, um, like I said, uh, Oklahoma football became a rallying point for people to cross the state. Because of the perception of Okies, you know, the dumb Okies and the Grapes of Wrath. And if you ever saw the, mo- the movie Chinatown, which is a great movie uh, with Jack Nicholson, it, it was about immigrants also that were going out there to California. And I remember a couple times I got called the dumb Okies are at it again or whatever, you know. So it gave people something, you know, to gravitate towards and be proud of it. It was Oklahoma football. So, yeah, and there's a lot true in that statement. But, again bandwagon people gravitate towards winning you know it's very rare you know what we need to go follow let's go follow the carolina panthers you know they won last week but you know what i'm saying so i don't know 10 points uh, out of 10 for matching the fan base's energy. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what the fan base feels like the idea of oh t-shirt fans they didn't go to school there Look, uh, Oklahoma State has plenty of fans that didn't graduate from OSU. Yeah. Same thing for OU. And, yes, uh, obviously people bandwagon winners. But I would say probably a greater percentage of graduates are in the OSU fan base. But that's, again, because of if you're picking a school and you're not attached to either one, you're probably picking OU when it comes to football. Look at the look at the series record, right, between yeah. the two and then just the overall success. So, yeah. yes, there's – now, as a kid, I picked the uh, the teams with the coolest uniforms. That's why I went with the Raiders early in the NFL, and then I switched. You know what? I think the Dolphins are cooler. But guess what? The Dolphins are also winning. Last undefeated team. So I hopped on that bandwagon because they were winning. 
The Oakland A's were my first favorite baseball team because they were winning. Never had a hockey. Well, the, I eventually went to the Red Wings. Guess what? They were winning. Detroit was winning. So, yes, I'm a bandwagoner myself. And, and you know what? A lot of sports fans are. It's just the way it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Big Rich. Here come the OU fans are absolutely demoralizing that Dalton kid, LOL. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, it's – look, that's the society we give it, get into. And even Dabo talked about that. Dabo doubled down, by the way, in his press conference on coming after that kid. The kid was a Marine who went in Iraq and everything. Now, do I think he was trolling too much? Yes. But, you know, I, I think if I'm Dabo and if I had known that, because he said, I'm not going to give – some kid, 12-year-old kid. You know, the kid was a Marine, like, in Iraq, I believe. So we're pretty sir. convinced it was not a, a setup. It was not a fix by Dabo. I don't think so. I you know, I, I don't think so. The Tigers Illustrated or the Clemson, one of the Clemson sites, talked to the kid, and he felt bad about it, said his girlfriend, <laughs> but he's, he also said, I stand by my criticism. No way he feels bad <laughs> about it. No chance. Look, we're in a troll society. It's sad. It's super sad, but we are. And it, guess what? That genie is never going back in the bottle. I mean, it's going to be that way. People, we've got a bunch of narcissists out there who need attention all the time. I thought we had a few out there, but we've got a bunch. And they're growing, baby. Yes. And guess what? That percentage is going to keep going up, not down. All right, we got to get. That's what old people say, and I know I'm old, but I'm right. I'm also right. Oh my gosh, nobody! I haven't tweeted anything in 25 minutes. What am I going to do? Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Locked in. Coming up next.